Today on the show, a Ripper episode featuring Charlie Pickering and Justin Hamilton. But before that, I need to let you know, Brisbane, if you are on this uh, promptly, we are in your city right now doing our brand new shows as part of the Brisbane Comedy Festival at the Brisbane Powerhouse. At 7pm, you can see me, Tommy Dasolo, in spread. At 8.30pm, you can see Carl Chandler has literally 1.5 million jokes. We are here until Sunday, 3rd of March, uh, on the... The Saturday we are doing our live Brisbane Little Dum Dum Club, 4pm in the Brisbane Powerhouse. Luke McGregor is going to be here. We've got a massive international guest lined up. Don't delay. Buy your tickets. Come on down. Brizconfest.com. Next week I'm going to be in Adelaide doing my brand new show, Spread, 6.30pm at the Rhino Room every night. And following that, the Melbourne International Comedy Festival starting from March 28th. We've both got our own shows in the Forum Theatre. We've got live little dum-dum clubs happening every Monday night in the Town Hall, 7.30pm with huge guests. Comedyfestival.com.au is where you can find all that stuff. Please come down if you're in one of those places. We would love to see you there and enjoy the episode. See you, mates. Hey, mates, welcome once again into the Little Dum Dum Club for another week. My name is Tommy Dasolo. Sitting next to me, the other half of the program, checking his phone, Carl Chandler. Good day, What's going on on your little phone there? Any text um, messages? What, no, you're on, you're on just, Facebook? You're on bloody... No, oh, you're on Twitter. I'm yeah. on Twitter. I'm, yeah. che- I'm doing a bit of research for this next bit that we're going to do. Yep. The next little bit? Yep. yep. A little next little skit we've got lined yeah, up. Yeah, that's yep. it. Skitch. Um, <laughs> hey, just uh, apropos of last week when we were talking about... Um, communique that's been given to me from trams, from public transport, and, I, and we did the, our whole little bit about helicopters. and Dr- Yeah, drivers of public transport yep. leaning out the window and yelling at train, you in the street. Exactly, yep. train drivers uh, yelling out, uh, stuff like that, and I put in a request for a helicopter pilot to, to mm-hmm. give me a shout out. Well, on Twitter this week, we've got it. Yeah. We've got someone, we've got the, the person in charge of the Melbourne Traffic Network Victoria Twitter account tweeted yesterday, I think we just spotted at Carl Chandler from the ATN Chopper, g'day Carl, at Dasolo. Yeah. Which went out when I was at lunch eating fish and chips and I literally looked up (laughs) and went... (laughs) Wouldn't it have been great if we'd read that tweet and then there'd been a story on the news about there being a helicopter crash and the time worked up that he'd sent that tweet and then the, the helicopter's just gone down? But this guy's obviously... This this is a proper job. Like This is a helicopter pilot that's... Flying around, he's got weather to report. He's got traffic to report on. Who? What? Didn't a supervisor see that he's giving <laughs> shout-outs to idiots on podcasts? Like, yeah, I want to know if he or like if he listened and happened to hear that last week, or if someone's tipped him. Someone's off. tipped him off. Someone's they? tipped him off. Here, I reckon, reckon definitely. Mm, okay, I, I, we couldn't be that lucky, could we? To have that many pilots of different vehicles. I mean, you know, maybe it's just a commonality. You know, like in people that. Like this show, yeah. they also enjoy driving things for other people. <laughs> Maybe also, we need to go and do like an st- actual study and get like a sample group and you know Maybe do all that. We should find out if we've got any listeners that don't have their license in some form because <laughs> it sounds like everyone's addicted <laughs> from getting from A to B. Yeah, somehow. Yeah. Uh, should we kick this off and sure. bring our guests in? Uh, first of all, uh, returning to the show, you know, you know him from uh, Good Newsweek. You know him from Can You Take This Photo? Please, please welcome back into the Little Dum Dum Club, Justin Hamilton. Yay! I would have preferred if that chopper guy had seen you while you were selling heaps of cocaine like Goodfellas. That's what I would, I would have... 
you're going back, getting the cannoli ready, getting the sauce stirred, and and then you'd be saying, yeah. I saw saw a little car channel yeah. from the Dum Dum Club selling heaps of gear. Whoa, <laughs> what up? No, it's just part of a sweet stakeout that he was he was having about me eating a bit of uh, redfin. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever get hit up on public transport? Because you don't drive, so you yeah. I imagine you'd be way more susceptible to uh, you know people listening to our podcast. I imagine there's a lot of crossover, a lot of drivers listening to both shows. Yeah, you know what I. Uh, I have some real Batman skills in that I can hide in plain sight. So I'm very good at getting on a tram and just kind of almost to the extent that people will sit on me. They don't realise that I'm there. I'm very good at it. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, also making a return to the show, you know him from the project, you know him from talking about your generation. Please welcome back into the Little Dum Dum Club, Charlie Pickering. Yay! Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, or good, good whatever time it is, wherever you're listening to this. Yes, uh, thank if you. You're in a, if you're in a helicopter above Melbourne right now, <laughs> fly safe there, fella. Fly safe. <laughs> hey, uh, just my one thing I want to say. Uh, just I, the just one w- thing because we've got an hour to go. I know, I know but <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be long and involved. Yeah. And, and there may be funny. I'm not guaranteeing anything. Uh, no, but saying like, you know someone tweeting you for, from like a traffic chopper and you going, this is a real job. Yeah. And someone's tweeting me... I'm sorry, no. Like, and and I know this is, this rich is the only thing I've a, got. This is a, this is rich coming from a comedian, but it's a fairly superfluous job. Isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Like, have we in the seventies? Surely the helicopter for the traffic was important because we had no idea. But we got cameras everywhere now. Yeah. we've got yeah. drones. Yeah. yeah. Got this, I, like, you know, I, not once have I been sitting in traffic, listen to the traffic radio report going, I'm not buying that unless yeah. it's from altitude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, we talked about this last week. Someone who works in radio was telling me that they, when they say that they're cutting to the chopper, a lot of the time it's just someone in the car park on their mobile going, uh, just oh, waving so the phone around. So going, oh, yeah. someone, someone saw me in a car park then. Yeah. That's what that <laughs> tweet, that's what tweet <laughs> Someone saw me in the fish and chip shop car park. <laughs> Yeah, did you notice that was from the hooked Twitter account that yeah. actually said that? Yeah, yeah. Oh, we um, it's funny. We um, when we were doing our, we were doing a radio mm. program back on Austereo, and I did a recurring character which was a black <laughs> traffic chopper oh, that's guy. Right? Yeah, I forgot about this guy. And it's funny, by all accounts, like I was a, a black man yeah. in a helicopter, and that's pretty much all he said was so th- would refer of, to the fact that this he, sort of stuff was allowed back then. Wasn't well, it? no, that's. <laughs> Well, what I'm thinking was, what I'm thinking was, I'm pretty sure it was out of bounds, but no one was listening, so no, no one was complaining. You know, no, no one was listening. The, the the shit that we got away with was, you know, remember like what our game show that we had was, uh, um, who's hammo tapping, and and people would ring in, and we we the, the, it would be like uh, they're they're in the Herald Sun today, they're, they're going to tour Australia, and people would ring up, and you'd literally hear, uh, you say a name, and be like. Um, is it is it John Farnham? No, the, the next person. Um, is it Queen Elizabeth II? No, you're not you're not tapping Queen Elizabeth II. <laughs> no, <laughs> we would just keep going. Then finally, someone would get it right, and you'd hear an explosion of coins. <laughs> and every week, with the with the the, the the people that were were in charge of our show, they would listen to it and they'd they'd say, "So why is this funny?" <laughs> and they didn't get it, and so we kept doing it. We did it for months. It was—it's funny the, the number of the number of things that we did that felt like we were just scenes from that Howard Stern movie. You know, <laughs> you know like you know that game show where they just keep going. Um, is it is it massive cock, Howard? You know, like that, like it. Like the the number of meetings and number of oh. things we did on there. Yeah, and, and after a while, because we was. 
we really had a grudge against what time we were on air. Like we were on a we we had to get there in five five o'clock on a Saturday and a Sunday. Yeah, which was horrific when Charlie and I were in Adelaide for the Adelaide Fringe, which meant we had to be there at four thirty. Which meant we had to leave the Rhino Room half an hour earlier than we were going to. <laughs> <laughs> I was furious. So we just, we just had this broad resentment for where we were. And I think we just started doing stuff to try and get sacked. Like, oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Just, just like being, hey, um, let's, do a, let's do a game show where we uh, shit in the mouth of the Queen. Let's do <laughs> yeah. that. You know? All right. Yeah, I'm in. I like the idea that like you guys are just doing that and you're and they're just letting you go and they're telling you that you're on air but the show's actually going out to no one and what's actually on is like in a room next to you there's like a group of people that are just really safe just talking about real family matters and you know it's like the radio boss is like yeah. well this is good because everyone wins it's like, it's like uh, next door is Davo Davo and the rooster yeah. like, <laughs> oh, man. what do you reckon Davo uh, and they're always going what me or what who it's like every conversation starts yeah. Davo so nice they named him twice yeah. <laughs> I thought there were three people Davo Davo and the rooster yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, you know it is uh the, 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 the more that I knew they weren't paying attention to us, the more fun I had. And yeah. funnily enough, uh, this will sound weird, the more phone calls we would get <laughs> when it was obvious that we were having more fun. Yeah. Because we weren't sticking to... Uh, the more we disregarded the rules, yeah. the more traction we got. Yeah. <laughs> we had more traction, more cut through. Yeah. Deeper penetration. Yeah. But that was nothing to do with the radio. No. And, uh... <laughs> that, was, that was all about stationality. <laughs> stationality. That, that was back to whose hammer's tapping. Obviously. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly you guys right. were doing... It's like you were doing a podcast before co- podcasting was like yeah, a big yeah. thing. Oh, and, yeah. And get, we, that was great. I thought we invented <laughs> talking to people and no one listening. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, commercial radio is great. You can just say what you want and it yeah. doesn't matter because yeah. there's no rules. It was a podcast yeah. where we got paid heaps of coin, too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Commercial radio is great. You can say anything you want because there's no rules. Well, there are lots of rules. We just don't know what they are. Yeah. <laughs> We've never been briefed on the rules. And no one's listening. Uh, no, no, no one in charge is listening to us. But we got some pretty uh, funny people ringing up because uh, oh. we were going into Brisbane, Sydney, and Melbourne. And uh, what time oh, were you on in the morning? Uh, it was six to eight. Six to eight on a weekend. Yeah, six oh. to eight on a Saturdays. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. the that's the glamour shift. Oh yeah, <laughs> that was like yeah. Hamish and Andy are doing that now, aren't they? No, yeah. they, 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 they haven't worked their way up yet. <laughs> um, but it was it was really funny. Like for the first couple of weeks when we were new, they go like, um, "You're not getting a lot of callers coming through. Maybe we need to look at the look at the topics you've got." Yeah, and and I'm like, "On, I don't know." Maybe it's because it's between six and eight on a Saturday, you, Saturday yeah. Sunday morning. Were you talking morning? enough yeah. about truck stops? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we like, you know, maybe you need to, like, this was actually a conversation. I said, maybe you need to broaden your, your phone-in topic. What was your phone-in topic on Saturday? And I said, and this wasn't a lie, yeah. where do you keep your tomato sauce in the fridge or the cupboard? Oh, yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, and, 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 and I said... Happy to hear how we could broaden that. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's like, I don't know if we, I guess we can reveal this. Friend of the show, uh, Nick Cody, used to have a job working for Nova where he would have to listen to the Husey and Kate breakfast show yep. in the mornings and then he would have to pick out, you know, what he thought was the strongest bit that they could use in the ads for the rest of the day. And he became obsessed with, you know, with commercial radio and, and especially something that's been on long for phone-in topics. Like, it's hard. Like, yeah. he, so he became obsessed with, like, the things that they would get people to phone in and he would keep texting me like these great phone-in topics and one of them was Kate had left her hair straightener on when she left for the house and it was like when have you left something on by accident 
Give us a call. Yeah, yeah great. <laughs> Do you remember when I swore That's on That's it. You, you, you said that, but fuck, I think I left my straighteners on. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, shit. I, I don't leave home without leaving it on. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember when I swore on air? warm when you get home. Yeah. Do you, do you remember when I swore on air? Do you oh, that's right. Because that? um, what I used to do, it, because Char- Charlie and I know how to make each other laugh. That's, a, that's been our key skill, oh, hasn't it? it? Yeah. Even when, you know, yeah. like on tour, even in bad situations. Even when we're like, angry with each other. We're still laughing. <laughs> but there don't, was, don't go to bed without laughing at each other. We know. <laughs> it's, it's, it's never a, have, it's a never rule. Will. It's a rule. Yeah. But the thing we used to do, it was always at the top of the second hour, we'd do a, you and Terry would have like a fact or something and then you'd throw to me and then I would say something stupid. I remember I went through a stage of every time you looked at me I'd have like a fake moustache on (laughs) or I'd have fake glasses on or whatever and I just would have something different so that they weren't allowed to look at me and then they'd look and I'd be there going, hey, right? And oh. I'd remember I'd just gone to Turkey and I came back and, and, and so... Right. It's a we great sentence. Away. We had to look away and go blah, 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 blah. And Justin Hamilton, fun pub trivia fact or whatever it was. And, look and we look at you. And I had this uh, hat that I'd bought in Turkey that made me look like uh, Glen A. Baker. <laughs> <laughs> and and I, it was making me laugh because I knew how bad it looked. Before they even looked at me, and I made the mistake of making eye contact with Charlie. And then it was one of those giggles where your voice goes too high and you can't say anything. And I couldn't even get the line out. And I was like, and then I just went, oh, I fucked it. And, and Bron, who, was, uh, who uh, works on Can You Take This Photo, Please With Me, uh, was our, uh, our techie. And she's got these massive man's hands, and she just pushed one down and hit. 78% of the buttons and managed to hit dump. Yeah, she managed just, to drop it out. Just before it went to air. Yeah. I thought you were going to say she hit the eject button and your seat just like <laughs> you just flung you out, out of the studio. She, I thought you were going to say she, she hit the button that went insert immediately into Fifi and Jules' afternoon show and yeah. just <laughs> whacked out was the that, was that some edging. <laughs> was that the Fez that you bought? Uh, no, that wasn't the Fez. Right. Cause you it was, had it, it was cause different. You, You've got a number you, of elaborate hats. Yeah, because you did own a Fez for a little while I and I remember do. you saying you were going to uh, – you were saying that you were going to wear it. I think it was you were going to wear it all night for the comedy festival final night party one year, yeah. which is something that it's I did kind it was, of yeah it, because it was um, it was the theme was science fiction yeah and I came dressed completely normally wearing a fez yeah and and, and people who don't watch Doctor Who had no idea what I was right. doing and they'd say why are you wearing a fez and I'd say because fezes are cool <laughs> and you'd see you'd see you know some of those Doctor Who nerds uh, Ben McKenzie just Ooh, yeah. getting all giggly every time it would happen but everyone I just else enjoyed was going, the commitment because it's one of those things that people go, oh, I'm going to do this ridiculous thing for the whole night. It was one of the first times in my life I've seen someone actually yeah. say that and then follow through on doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a big believer in, you know, going beyond, like uh, once, remember when we'd uh, go and stay at Will's house up in... Um, oh. Oh, yes. <coughs> and oh, I, that was the golden age. No that, one had any responsibilities. It was none great. whatsoever, except for Will. <laughs> had to get up and do breakfast radio, but he, he was fine. Yeah. And... Uh, <laughs> So I remember we went out one night and uh, had done a gig and then came home and I'd been sitting on his uh, lounge underneath a sheep playing a guitar that was there for some reason and singing seriously over the fact that I can't play. (laughs) And I kept... And then it finished and then he went to sleep and then he got up a couple of hours later to get ready and then he walked past and I was still on the thing and he pulled it back and I was still sitting there and I looked at him and said, I've never had a lesson. <laughs> and he lost it because of it was, and it was like a two, two and a half hour commitment that I knew that he would get up at this time. And it was worth it. Yeah. And then I went to sleep. <laughs> can, 
Look, I'll bring this up now. Um, I I am. Uh, it's very hard. It's very hard to get to get time uh, for you, Charlie, to come in because you're a busy man. You got heaps of stuff. You got. It's almost like oh, you. I'm not. I'm not actually that busy. I just create the appearance of being very busy. Yeah, yeah right. and there's Supply a big demand. difference between yeah. the two. That's it's working though. If, if you if you make people feel like they're <laughs> lucky to spend time with you. Yeah, right. It's like a weird. It's it's just a desperate to be like thing. Probably a hangover from childhood. I don't know what it is. I'm You're not, not even sure. on TV every night. That's just a stunt double. Just a, just yeah, a guy that looks like you. That's, um, uh, Ryan Coffee. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Ryan Coffee. Uh, <laughs> something information. <laughs> <laughs> Call back to something we didn't do on air. Yeah. Oh, it was. <laughs> oh, okay, and edit. Um, yeah, it's just uh, that's uh, you know. Uh, You're allowed to be busy, Charlie. By the way, that's fine. You're that's all right. You're on TV. Uh, yeah. You know, you, it's almost like you've got better things to do than come to my house in Hawthorne and. And talk to three people that you normally talk to. He most lives nights in Hawthorne. Yeah. He yeah. lives in Hawthorne. Stalkers and, uh, narrowing it down. Uh, yeah, in case, you, in case you're curious, Thursday is rubbish night. I yes. like that. That's that's, that's written up on the famous whiteboard. How long yeah. have you lived here, man? Yeah, I was uh, going to say. Oh well, I think we've lived here like two and a half years. Or yeah, you because don't need Thursday is rubbish night written no, on the wall anymore. No, we do because um, I've never put the rubbish out, and an old woman came up to me like three weeks ago and went. We're not putting your rubbish out anymore. Oh. And I was like, oh, okay. And she's like, so what, what the fuck did you think was happening with your rubbish? <laughs> I just, did you think the flats had someone whose job it was yeah. to just. There's what no. Weird, what magical land of There's flats. no rubbish fairies? Yeah, no, no. no. Did, did you just turn around and say, whatever, old lady, what the fuck are you doing with your life? You yeah. put it out. No, well, I, got in tro- in the I got in trouble from an old lady who, who got me in trouble because an older lady had been putting it out and she goes, she's just not physically able to Brilliant. put your rubbish out anymore. Oh, wow. I'm like, awesome. oh, okay. That and, is great. Yeah, and yeah. she's like, see, you know, you're... And then I went, I went, oh, okay, which one's my bin? And she goes, you don't know what your bin is? And I went... Not really. And she goes, well, where have you been putting oh, your rubbish? Jesus and I went, Christ. In whatever rubbish bin was there. And she's like, oh, God. I'm like, what does it matter? What, what bin I put it in? Can I, I just want to put this on the record now. I'm, and maybe I've watched a bit too much murder, she wrote. <laughs> but if you go missing, we need to go and talk to that yeah. woman. Yeah, All check, right? check my bin. You, yeah, you get in exactly a lot of right. trouble in this apartment complex. How yeah. close do you th- think you are to being kicked out? I'm, I'm intrigued by what I'll have to do to, to do it. Having yeah. four people in here shouting on a podcast, yeah. I imagine, is probably going to be the thing that tips it over the edge. Well, I walk around... Like and you can see out the window. I walk around in the nude all the time here. Yep. Next, to, and that's a primary school just there. So, yeah, um, well, I've, I've tried that. <laughs> and what are these binoculars for? <laughs> <laughs> that's to give to the kids so they can see me. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, just speaking of this quickly, because I live near a school as well, and because it's been quite hot recently, I've been doing work with the with all the doors open. Yeah. Do you have this? Like, because I can hear the school bell from where yeah, I work, sure. and it just really annoys me because it's like that's a whole period at school where these kids have learnt. You know, probably new equations, or you know, they've they've discussed the characters in a book, and like all I've done is just fucking check people's Facebook page. Do you know what I mean? Does I it love like, it. I love I it. I hate it. I love it. I don't how, like how knowing you know? the divisions but of the day. Be, how else do you know when to go out to play if yeah. you're not listening to the to the bell? And oh, a, time to go out on the balcony a, nude. Yeah. <laughs> Tingalingaling. Time for a wang. <laughs> <laughs> um, I live across the road from a primary school, right. um, yeah. which as a work from home pedophile sits oh. me down to the ground. <laughs> and I Come just, on, old school material. Yeah. I just like to say I know Andy Muirhead, so uh-huh. I'm trying to fit into this conversation hey. somehow. Hey, you live near a school as well, Hammer. There's like a, isn't there? There's like a weird little kind of like a 
an in, like one of those weird, like what do you call them, independent sort of schools? Oh. There's like a house that someone's converted into like a, like a weird like private... a Steiner or a... It's not quite a Steiner, Baron but von Munchausen <laughs> school. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. <laughs> Professor, Z- Professor Xavier. It's one of those <laughs> type of deals. Yeah, it's, it's a... a Dr. Zayas Academy. <laughs> it, it, They're it's trained by apes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, just I'll next to the Statue of Liberty coming out of the ground. Every, every playtime they walk out and go, damn you, what yeah. Often I hear the bell ring, I see a little monkey on, on roller skates going past with a bow tie. <laughs> G'day, Gary. Oh, they've, oh, they've got a gifted program. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, this has come a long way from my point, a long way away. Um, Charlie's busy to Charlie's get busy, to yeah. full stop. Great, next <laughs> subject. No. Um, and possibly easy distra- easy, easily distracted, <laughs> judging by that last conversation. Um, now, I, uh, but this is, uh, this is the one time we could get you this for the last couple of weeks or whatever, so we, it was like, great, excited, let's lock in this time. Now, I've had to, uh, uh, I, I, I thought I'd better hold on to this time with you, even though I got an offer to do an interview this morning with someone else. Oh. And I thought I'd better knock that back because Charlie's time is very valuable. So hang on, you were going to be interviewed for your own promotional purposes? No, 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 no. I was, a magazine asked me to interview someone else. Oh. Right. Instead of, in, uh, for this time slot right now. Oh, I, I you should have just I said, I can interview Charlie me. Pickering Yeah, hang on, we're going to... Yeah. Who's Carl... Is it is it Tommy tapping. is it Tommy Lee? <laughs> no, it's it's someone in comedy. It's a uh, some international travellers. Some international travellers in comedy. Yeah. Uh, are they coming out for the comedy festival? Uh, maybe. I hadn't. I didn't get to do any research because I didn't have the gear. Do they have a? Do it's very like for like Charlie Pickering, Justin Hamilton. Well, yeah. what, my point is, I've Hamo's going to cripple himself in a minute. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I'll, t- I'll tell you is who it is. This the longest Hamo's ever tapped uh, anyone. <laughs> Hamo's forty now. Are you, tapping, are, you, exhausted. are you tapping the mighty Bush? <laughs> what about an English comedy duo? <laughs> 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 I thought. I thought. I've, I've prepared questions for for them. But I didn't really have any time to prepare questions for you two, so maybe I can just pretend that you oh, guys yeah. are the, are the okay. people. That sure. Right. Do, should we know who it is? No, no. Oh, yeah, I will. We do I'll, the interview as them. No, I'll tell you. I'll or tell should you. We no, play no, a game, yeah. Or I'm, should we play a game called "Should Carl Have Done This Podcast or the Interview"? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon do do the questions and try and work out who it was based on the questions. I don't think. I don't think. I, I think it's better the other way around. I'll tell really? you. I'll tell you who it is. And okay. then we and then we will serve the purpose of being those people. Yes. And you should just publish the interview. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I will. Okay. So who I was scheduled to interview this morning were the Wayans brothers. Oh, oh yeah. Sean and Marlon oh, Wayans. Wow, this, this is special. Podcast is about <laughs> Dude, to get I would have done the interview. This podcast <laughs> is about to get pretty racist, I think. So why what why did you decide to do the movie White Chicks? Guys, Marlon, Sean? I think a lot of people looked at us and said, you're black dudes, you can't do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And when someone tells me I can't do something, that's when I show I can't you do should, something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you shouldn't let the man keep you down like that. You've done the right thing there. Yeah, what he said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is embarrassing, but I'm going to have to ask you, which, which one of you is Sean and which one's Marlon? Yeah. Uh. I'm Marlon. Because you both look the same to me, to be honest. Oh, so I've, I've that, we we get each other confused a lot. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, we're at, we're at, at, over Christmas. I, we were standing there, uh, Sean and Marlon and I, and I'm going, which one am I again? Yeah. <laughs> like, it, it happens with us too. Yeah, what he said. Yeah, right. <laughs> can I, sorry, I don't want to... Cut your lunch. Yeah, you, can I? Can I take what? What's can one? Go. Can I you take can one go. of the questions? Have you got? Uh, uh, oh, they're, they're not I think that. Oh, one, okay. I think that one well. definitely straight into racist territory. But I think it was the fault of the interviewer. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like, it, was, it was a leading question. Yeah. yeah. What was the inspiration for uh, the film Scary Movie? 
Uh, well, surely you've we'll, got we'll, Sorry, we'll, I shouldn't we'll, have bought out such a hardball no, so I, early look, on. There's, there's a lot of things that motivate writers and directors yeah. like us. Um, for us, the big one is money. Yeah. <laughs> and we thought we could shift some units. Yeah. We love some sweet coin. <laughs> we love it. We love scary. We love funny. Yeah. We put them together. Anyway, we made Scary Movie instead. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've got another question. What was the inspiration beto- behind making Scary Movie 2? Oh, well, there's so much left unsaid after the first one. <laughs> so many things that had to be wrapped up. Next question, the, where the did your in- accent go? <laughs> oh, I've got a cold. Sorry, that was, a, that was congestion before. <laughs> yeah, in Scary Movie 1, if I remember correctly, a virgin... Literally jizzes a girl onto the ceiling mm-hmm. and ceiling and she sticks to it. Oh really? And and so well, after was... we made that, I thought we haven't gone far enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How far can we take this? That was also a political statement. Right. Do you remember? Like that was a political statement on uh, the way uh, minorities are oppressed and and the the only way you can kind of throw off the shackles is just to. Jizz a person to the ceiling. Yeah, what he said. Yeah, <laughs> I must say, you know, Americans uh, tend to get a lot of flack for doing their bad Australian accents, but you guys have just—you guys have nailed it. This is really well, impressive stuff. It, it, it's interesting. There are—I I think it's the least you can do, and I think it's just a common courtesy to get the accent right. There are these two amazing comedians from Australia called Justin Hamilton and Charlie Pickering, who, whenever they impersonate black people, yep. nail it, and, yep. and, 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 oh. and to the point that. You can't find it racist yep. because they nail the accent very well. Yeah. And, and it's the least we can do in return. And this is also the accents for our uh, new movie We're called White Sheilas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, White Chicks Down Under. Yeah. Yeah, great. Yeah. <laughs> white Chicks Down Under. Do the drapes match the carpet? What? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I almost said, do the drapes match Weird, the curtains? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. It's weird how your confidence faltered at the so. end of that last yeah. one. Otherwise, that's a shitty set of curtains. Right? Now, <laughs> I'm going to send them back. I forget which, again. I'm Marlon. My, you're Marlon, sorry. Yeah, Marlon. Ma- Marlon. <laughs> Marlon. How was, how, can you elaborate, can you tell me about your 37th birthday party? Because I've just done some, you know, elaborate research, obviously, this morning. And it says here that you celebrated your 37th birthday in Paris with some of your co-stars from the movie G.I. Joe, The Rise of the Cobra. How was that? That, that was a, that's an obvious match, you know. You, you're bringing over your GI Joe co-stars to Paris for your birthday. Yeah, a lot of people when they think Paris, they think GI Joe, Joe, Rise of the Cobra. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, it just it felt natural for us to do. And, yep. and on our on my 36th birthday, uh, <laughs> we took the cast of Scary Movie Two yep. uh, to the Vatican. <laughs> oh, and, right. And, and so I hang just on a thought, year how ago, how could we possibly top that? <laughs> yeah. And so we took the cast of Rise of the Cobra to Paris. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. hang on. So a year ago, you reunited the cast of Scary Movie Two, which yeah. is 15, 15 years ago yeah. now. What I do on my birthday is my business. I'm te- terribly yeah. sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm also flattered falling. that you know my name hey, in spite of me having what? not said it. For my 38th, I might reunite the cast of Low Down Dirty Shame. Oh, that's some Wyatt. Shit on your ass, motherfucker! <laughs> By the way, that was Paris, Honkies. Texas, that we went to. <laughs> We're all big Harry Dean Stanton fans, and when they, yeah, we, we went to Paris, Texas, and then we went to Lima, Nebraska. <laughs> da, 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 da. Other capitals. <laughs> now, Marlon, I was, I'm sorry, I don't have any questions for Sean, unfortunately. But one last. Sean, se- Sean seems pretty fine with that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Unless brother the question over here is just trying to keep warm. <laughs> Unless, here's, a, here's a question for you. Can you say the words, what he said? What he said. Th- next question. Marlon, yeah. 
it says here, well, this might... Uh, Sorry, this, it's my congestion came back. If, if only... <laughs> your follow-up question would be, Marlon, what did he just say? And I was going to go, what he said. <laughs> it's one of the classic classic comedy duo uh, skits. Yeah, that's, for, that's from our upcoming, uh, upcoming film. <laughs> uh, not very scary movie. <laughs> <laughs> Quite good, though. Yeah. If only In Justin brackets. Hamilton was here to, to, to listen to this question, actually. Because Marlon here, it says here, Marlon was originally slated to play Robin in Batman Forever. What happened there? Why, why didn't why didn't you end up getting the role, Marlon, in uh, of Robin of Dick Grayson? Um, racism, racism. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Oh, and I was terrible in the audition. Yeah. <laughs> it was like it, it's. How it, did it's that go? Six of one, half a dozen of the other. Yeah. Yeah. How, how did Marlon Wayans go talking like like Robin? Well, um, Batman said, I think the feed line was something like, "Let's go, Robin." Yeah. And I was meant to go. Okay, Batman. Right. Yeah. And I was like, white man ain't going to tell me what to do. <laughs> yeah. Drive your own stinking Batmobile. Yeah. <laughs> you ain't Miss Daisy, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Right. And um, I was there. I was there uh, at the audition. <laughs> That's exactly how it went. I, I broke Joel Schumacher's jaw for even <laughs> suggesting it. <laughs> That's why the movie was so bad. No one understood his direction. This sounds a bit like... This audition sounds like a kind of early inspiration for Django Unchained. You know, there's a lot of, uh, lot of similarities I was, there. Uh, I, I was initially asked to, um, to play Django in... in Were you oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what happened there? Um, I went in there and, and Quentin Tarantino gave me a script to read mm-hmm. and I said, white man ain't going to tell me what to do. And ironically, yeah. the, the feed line was, let's go, Robin. It yes. was, let's go, Robin. Yeah. And it's funny. I was like, I fucking know this. <laughs> yeah. I know this one. <laughs> yeah. I was there. That's how it happened. I broke no, I Tarantino's jaw. It's a shame that you uh, that you didn't uh, you, you couldn't take uh, Quentin Tarantino aside for anyone who's seen the film and uh, his appalling Australian accent. You maybe could have uh, given yeah, him some vocal exactly. coaching lessons we, and, and gotten. We did. <laughs> we did. Yeah, we're furious. I think it's the best work we've ever done. Yeah, <laughs> we're up the for an Academy Award. He, when he starts off, he sounds like a South African. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he sounds like a South African. That's the thing. Um, the, his first line, I'm pretty sure he delivers with a South African accent. Yeah. yeah. And my first thought was. Oh, fuck. I thought it couldn't get worse for these guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> at, least, at least these guys have some... Like, the ones in, in the States are going to have some emancipation proclamation shit yeah, going yeah, on. Yeah, but, yeah. but if this guy's off to South Africa, that's, that's bad news. It is pretty weird because it's like there's, no, there's actually no real reason for him to be... Have you seen it? No. no there's no real reason for him to be Australian. It like, made me laugh a lot, though. To... I know lots of people hate that scene. Yeah. But I... It, I liked it. it. Yeah, it made me laugh a lot. Didn't he replace an Australian actor? Is that was that the thought? That's behind the story it? I heard. Yeah, well, he put John Jarrett in, and there was another. And he's Australian. been trying to get Jarrett. Oh, you in guys for a know way. John Jarrett? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was in Wolf Creek with him. Oh, are you? I played the wolf. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, you Wayne's brothers, you guys should do a. a, 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 a I don't know how you'd spoof the name uh, Wolf Creek. Spoof. Wolfie movie, you know? Yeah, yeah sure. Pussy, Wolfie. Pussy Creek. Yeah. <laughs> let, let us do the funny stuff. Yeah. I'm, I'm terribly sorry. I'm terribly sorry. Scary Marlon. movie. That was mine. Yeah. Scary movie too. That was yours. That was oh, definitely was mine. Really? Okay. <laughs> yeah. That, that was that was weeks. See, now we've gone in with the softballs, and now we're getting to the hard stuff. Yeah, yeah, we've right. cracked the surface, and now we're getting the real juice. Wolf cock. <laughs> That's what we do. It's about a wolf with a massive cock that goes around sticking it into other wolves. Yeah. It's like Dancers with Wolves, it's but fun. with John Jarrett. Do you know the really funny thing is when we were kids growing up uh, <laughs> in the ghetto? 
<laughs> we used to sit there and go, I wonder what a wolf's cock looks like. Yeah. Because we didn't have no wolves in the city. Oh, yeah, no. we, yeah, we didn't have any nature. We didn't have all that shit you guys grew yeah. up with. No, well, being white, I mean, you know, that just gives sub- get, gets supplied to us automatically. Yeah. You guys would have ridden wolves to school. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, sure. And we'd go like, I wonder what a wolf's cock looks like. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even know what a cock looked like. <laughs> but, and a wolf's cock. We didn't even know what a wolf looked like. No, we had no idea. We were like, what is a wolf? Was there yeah. anything... We, people would talk about... You would hear a mention of a wolf in a yeah. book or a movie, and I would be like, what is a wolf, <laughs> yeah. and what does its cock look like? What, yeah. what but I'm that? like that with everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. With books, probably the book you were reading, you were probably like, what is this that I'm reading about? That's yeah. racist. Yeah, sorry. Right. What yeah. does a book's cock question. look like? <laughs> I liked just before when you like? said in this film, uh, Wolf Cock, yeah. that John Jarrett is going to be in that. Has there ever been an actor who's been in the original movie and the spoof movie as well? I like this idea. Yeah, yeah no, that, that's what gives it depth. Yeah. And he's playing the character that Kevin Costner played in Dances with Wolves, <laughs> but he's now become a serial killer after hanging out uh, in two worlds for so long he doesn't know where to fit in, so he just starts carving motherfuckers up. It's funny. It's a comedy. Yeah. <laughs> and meanwhile, and also there's a wolf going around with a giant cock. With a yeah. massive cock. With a massive cock, yeah. right. Are we talking like CGI or like prosthetic puppetry oh, kind of deal? We are talking an elaborate auditioning process. Does Andy Circus kind of like, you know, Play the cock and then it, it's sort of like it's CGI'd over the top of him, oh, Gollum that'd style. Ve- that'd be very funny. Yeah. yeah, I was hoping to get Peter. So Tinklage. we'd never do it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that classic Wayans Brothers self-effacing humour that they're known yeah. for. This um, look, the way that you keep talking down your movies like this, uh, Marlon. I'm afraid that this is not going to sell many tickets to your to your festival show in this interview. That, that's Sorry, I'm, I don't believe I've talked down any of my movies. <laughs> Yeah. My movies are the greatest movies ever. Oh, right, right. Yeah. There we go. Funny what he said. The, yeah. thing is, the thing is, they are all, they are all dramas. Yeah. And I'm amazed we, we've never won an Oscar for any of them. Yeah. yeah. People, like, people don't get what we're doing. Scary Movie movies. 3 had so much to say about everything going on below the Mason Dixon line. You yeah. know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Everything in, in the pants? Yeah. What? So it's all about what it's like to be a man and how it's hard to really just. Pull it out sometimes and swing it about and just let people know it's here. It's here. There's nothing wrong with it and it's just doing whatever it has to do. You can't talk about that too often. That's why Scary Three, uh, Scary Movie 3 is such an important film because it's just about getting it out and wanging it about. And all those, all those, all those saying, hey, I'm here. Yeah. This is it. Yeah. Get used to it. Put touch it, it if you want. It's put up to you completely. Yeah, put it on your friend's shoulder while they're trying to write a letter, and you exactly. know, use it to stir your best friend's coffee, and you know, like the good old days. Yeah, like the good old days. The interesting thing is, I mean, from a family perspective, is that Keenan Ivory doesn't talk to us anymore. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. And his name is ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like like we should have stopped talking to him. Yeah. <laughs> who's that Keen for Ivory? Yeah, like, yeah. They I know. kill elephants. I'm Keen on yeah. Ivory too. What? <laughs> Keen on Ivory too. Now is that a movie that you're working on? They're His doing full name a is sequel. Keen on Ebony and Ivory, but um, <laughs> <laughs> that beautiful song written about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we should wrap this interview up, guys. I know it's a bit of a bit of a hack question, but uh, what can people expect out of your comedy festival show when you uh, when you hit the country? In nine months, lots of new kids. <laughs> What he said. <laughs> well, Marlon and Sean Wayans, thank you so much for uh, for yeah, joining us. Thank you very much. We'll just type that up, and I'll send that off before to, the end of the podcast. To what? Um, which publication? 
Uh, should I say for, or should will I get fired? Is it for, for Beat uh, Impress, uh, Herald Sun, uh, The Age? Uh, is none it for of Fairfax Papers. None of those. Is it for the? I think we know. Is it the? Is it a publication that you've mentioned working for before? I'm not sure show? if I've mentioned the publication before, so I reckon I probably won't. Do you, okay. Do you write interviews for Playboy? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like? Norman to Mailer wrote for Playboy. Yeah. There was a time. Yeah, there was a time. Ernest Hemingway hey, probably wrote and for Nicole Playboy. Smith posed for Playboy. You know. <laughs> It's a classy magazine. Yeah, that's a yep. sentence. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Um, and that's the end of. And now let's welcome back uh, Justin Hamilton and Charlie Pickering. What do yeah, you amazing that you guys managed to sit so quiet while uh, two two uh, international superstars. And just you know, you're quite into films. I, I'm surprised you didn't pipe up. Oh no, no, no! I was. It was just great to hear some really interesting questions be answered even more interestingly. <laughs> yeah. You know, it is always great to sit at the feet of some masters yep. and learn. And we literally were sitting at the feet because there's only four chairs here. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Schoolboy style, cross-legged on the floor. Yeah. Very, uh, very yeah. polite and respectful of you. I'm really starting to cramp up. I'm, what I'm curious to know is, and, and, and this is maybe more a contractual thing, but obviously like Justin and I were booked as the, the headliners for the yes. podcast. Yeah. I'm just wondering when you publish it, will this podcast be you guys plus Justin and Charlie or will the Wines Brothers also get billing... Look, yeah. uh, will they also get billing in the we, podcast? Are you demanding that we edit those the Wayans brothers out of this podcast? Oh, lordy, no, no, no. Look, I'm no. not going to lie. We're in a bit of a legal minefield here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just think it. I just think this p- podcast should probably advertise that they were in it. I think yeah, uh, yeah. they should probably special. Oh, guest we, I mean, we want iTunes, that too. We want when the someone searches for a Wayans, yeah. yeah, they should come across. We the don't dump get which I imagine happens on iTunes a lot. Yeah. Someone just yeah. puts in a Wayans. <laughs> I don't care which one. Just give me any anyone. A Wayans a manger. What? Oh. <laughs> oh. If we don't get a retweet from the Wayans brothers off the back of this, I'll yeah. be very disappointed. How many Wayans brothers are there? By the Wayans brothers, yeah. <laughs> I will be over the moon. How many Wayans are there? They're sort of like the American Dados, aren't they? Yeah, that is exactly what they are. <laughs> yeah. And they do you know who's, that, you know who's really relieved the about that? Yeah. The Baldwins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which, which is the one that went nuts and uh, has gone and lived on a. Uh, he's gone and lived somewhere. That, I think it's the the Baldwin from Uni- the usual Unabomber. suspects. Unabomber Baldwin. Unabaldwin. Unabomber Baldwin. Zeppo Baldwin. Zeppo Baldwin. <laughs> the unfunny Baldwin. <laughs> no, do you remember the, the is, it, is it Stephen Baldwin that was in? Yeah, Stephen or Billy Baldwin. Stephen Baldwin was in Usual Suspects. Usual Suspects. Billy Baldwin was in. Was it S- Cindy Crawford? Yes, he was in his that greatest movie, work. Cindy Crawford. Uh, his greatest work ever. Um, Alex still good. You, see, yeah. oh, you must have seen um, uh, from Rome with with love. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's fucking great. Isn't that? Yeah, that whole movie is fucking great. That yeah. is. Woody yeah. Allen. This has become a film podcast, but Woody, Woody Allen, I have to say, has found form again. Like, he, oh. like he's in a sweet spot right now. It's fucking yeah, he's, great. It's, uh, it's funny because I've got questions for him. I was supposed to interview him as well. Maybe we should know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> what? what he said? Uh, Charlie. Yeah, you were, meant to, you were meant to interview two Woody Allens, weren't you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Charlie saw Woody Allen uh, perform jazz oh, really? in New York. Yeah. Really? Busking at a subway station. No. <laughs> um, yeah, he that, he really the... is outside the system, yeah. isn't he? Yeah. No, it was at the Carlisle Hotel, and he does this Monday night jazz. It's gig. expensive, isn't it? It's to stay at the hotel's expensive. We didn't say it, but it shows. Well, it's 80, more 90. it's more expensive than going to see one of his movies. But yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, it's yeah, right. it's not. It's what's well, not. Yeah, it's not cheap. But it's how like, much does it cost to see the Wayne's Brothers go and play jazz? Yeah. Um, play clarinet. <laughs> buck and a half. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> 
That was so old school. That was so old school. That was like, like you can imagine, you can imagine Letterman and Paul Schaefer going. That was that was fucking old school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was. And it's also the way you guys are positioned in the room it does have a bit of let. Hamo's just kind of like leaning on a yeah. on a bench there. That's because oh. I've just lost my posture. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like you guys are jazz comedians right now, just like watching the other, giving one, uh, uh, the other one an eyebrow yeah. raise. Like, <laughs> you, you, you hit it, hit it now, hit it now. Yeah. We have done gigs like this. We have. <laughs> <laughs> the the yeah. rhino room. Yeah, you dig it the most. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was... Um, the, the thing about this gig that he does, and this is like one of the things I really like, he's been doing it for years, Monday nights with the same guys, and he, he really can play. He's a really good uh, clarinetist. Yeah. Um, Great chops. That's a music thing. Oh yeah. Um, but I he, he doesn't go to the he doesn't yeah. go to the Oscars. Yeah. Yeah. Because he plays this gig. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I, I really respect that. At yeah. The same same, same deal. I go to Spleen. At the same time, does I he just, just know that he's not going to win? Like, is that? Yeah. Like, I go to Spleen on Monday, so I don't go. Yeah. yeah. He's won heaps of awards. Has he won and not been there because of his gig before? Yeah. Yeah. yeah he wasn't really there for Annie Hall. Who accepts on his behalf? Uh, producers. The producers of the movies. Oh really? Yeah. So Joffy and uh, I think I, I think that's a mistake. I think it should be actors that have kind of played a version of him in his yeah. movies, <laughs> <laughs> so he, like um, Kenneth Branagh. Kenneth Branagh. <laughs> Kenneth Branagh from Celebrity and um, uh, Owen uh, uh, Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson. Yeah. Who kind of played a, a version of yeah. him in um, Midnight Cusack. in Paris? John Sk- they should all get up and kind of. They should get like what, uh, what was it? Marlon Brando had a Red Indian. Come yeah. on, they should have like a Red Indian Woody Allen. That would be a sweet combo. <laughs> that would be great. Or. Or Marlon Wyans. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, as what as a white chick. Yeah, as a white as, as, as Mia like, Farrow. Yeah. <laughs> as Marlon Brando. Oh. I'm, I met Ken, uh, Kenneth Branagh in Adelaide when he was filming a movie, and uh, I talked to him about making that Woody Allen film, and he said all the they're in the script. Oh. So no. he was saying when people he said yeah I, I I copped a bit of criticism which was a weird thing to hear from Kenneth Branagh who's a fantastic actor yeah and uh, having him say that sentence to you is a bit like oh that's not right and he's a I copped a bit of criticism for doing a Woody Allen impersonation but it's hard not to speak like him when all the are in there wow just amazing yeah that's oh but that's you know that's the thing about Woody Allen is Woody Allen's like. I'm only ever going to do exactly what I want to do. So, yeah. if you don't like it, Kenneth Branagh, yeah, go make an even longer Hamlet. So, so if, yeah, yeah. So Branagh they, was into it though. He was just saying the criticism is like, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So, if Woody Allen turns up to the Academy Awards, does that mean that Kenneth Branagh has to fill in on clarinet? Yeah, that's yes. exactly right. <laughs> and, and knowing Kenneth Branagh, he could. But all the notes are already written yeah. for him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, there is a little bit of feedback again, a little bit of uh, stuff from was it last week or the week before we talked about? I got I uh, you know I'm a I'm a podcaster I'm a comedian about town I get I get big gig offers all the time. I was offered a uh, an email to go and uh, perform in, under a tarp at a birthday party a oh. couple of weeks ago on a Saturday night. Someone's thirtieth um, birthday party, I believe it was. Yes, that's it. I'm pretty sure we've done. We've performed under a tarp at a birthday party. Yeah, we have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I'm still willing to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I performed on top of a tarp at a birthday I a, party. I did a corporate gig last year, which was at someone's house, where I did 20 minutes of stand-up in, uh, in, in someone's lounge room. for It was uh, for a work company, and they at the end of the financial year, they have everyone over, for, and they have canapes, etc. And you literally have someone who... The introduction she gave me is one of the greatest intros I've ever had. And performed for 20 minutes and then it was a lot of coin and then she gave me expensive bottles of red 
as a thank you on top of the payment. And I was like, well, I will definitely go and perform in your lounge room again. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think this was you got to keep the tarp. I think this was <laughs> <one> <laughs> so, you got to keep yeah. the tarp. <laughs> But um, still a good deal. Yeah. It's, a good, it's a good tarp. Like they've splashed even, out. Even once fifteen percent of your tarp goes to your agent, yeah. that's still a that's still a good deal. Still eighty five percent tarp. <laughs> Pure profit tarp. Yeah. <laughs> I want this podcast to be called eighty five percent tarp. Yeah. Yeah. That's why you get an agent. I wouldn't have got any any tarp on my own. So, <laughs> um, but uh, uh, I, I got the email and I wondered. I wondered uh, whether I uh, uh, whether the person that requested this. Uh, knew of the podcast, like why I was being singled out for yeah. it. Um, so I got a follow-up email. Once we mentioned it on the podcast, it got back to the person who, who uh, requested for the gig. And I got a follow-up email uh, just letting me know, hi, hi, Carl, the 30th was a success except for a small patter of rain at the end of the night. <laughs> uh, the PA didn't work this time, so we had to go off two guitar amps. Aside from that, your estimation was right. About 35 souls came over the course of the night to enjoy a good chuckle. Uh, for my birthday bash, I wanted to secure some headlining acts. I've been a listener of the show since you or someone on your behalf handed out flyers after the end of a raw comedy gig at the Evelyn one time. Ah. That was me. Yep. That wasn't someone. That wasn't on my someone behalf. on your behalf. <laughs> we don't have any dumb dumb oh, behalfs. That was you on your own behalf. Yes. I recently tweeted a Nick Cody lookalike photo, and you responded to it. This puts you forefront of mind as an accessible comedian, the kind amenable to performing some Gary Chook gear in my backyard. Rather than harass Mr. Chandler on his now publicly available mobile number, I thought contact with his manager the more respectful route. I wanted to ask Mr. Allsop, but erroneously assumed he would be the precious or suspicious one. Apparently not at all going yeah. by the episode just aired. He's yeah. always been suspicious. Yeah. He's yeah. <laughs> not precious. Yeah. He's definitely uh, suspicious. Remember, in the words of friend of the show, Tom Gleeson, when you do stand-up, there is always a perverse desire to perform in weird places. So please, guys, do a live dum-dum show on my 30th, and you'll awkwardly get the snags and depressed atmosphere you secretly crave. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm not at all secret about my craving for snags, by the way. I'll yeah, put that yeah. on record. See, I'm, I want a snag right now. I, see, see you, mates, John. I, I like that he goes, the night was a success. It rained and the PA didn't work. <laughs> so so is, there, is there another 30th coming up? Is that what's happening with that? I got a little I, bit confused. People yeah. only have one 30th. No, no, but no, no, he, no said, but he, he says he's 31st. Oh, okay. Oh, right. Yeah. right. I reckon the, for the question, what you're trying to say is, how did you get that? <laughs> no, no. What I do you... want to say is, I actually, in all honesty, think you should get two guests and do his 31st. Yeah. Because I reckon they will make a great podcast. Yeah. I think. That would be great. I think. We should, we should all do Live the 31st. Project. Let's yeah. do it. Let's just do the gig. Yeah, he's here, right, fam. Sure. We'll find I know, out. Sorry, I know that's presumptuous. He hasn't asked me. <laughs> yeah. He might not think of me as one of the more accessible comedians that he yeah. wants to perform under a yeah, tarp. I mean, he yells at, you're he, in his house every night. Yeah. <laughs> he yells at the TV when you're on the project and you never answer him back. Yeah. Like, that's poor form. But he, we puts could just, tar- he puts a tarp over the TV when he watches the project. We could just lock this in. Yeah. All right, sure. Let, yeah. Let's first find out if he's a fan of white chicks and then maybe maybe oh, the Wayans brothers might like to come down. Oh, my God. Carl Tommy, Justin Charlie, Marlon. Marlon and, and Sean, yeah, dressed, Sean. Up, dressed up as their characters from White Chicks, yeah, you know, yeah. just to get over that kind of... Well, we're kind of half doing you that You know, that's anyway. what I mean, yeah. just to get no, over no, that no, racial You hurdle. guys have to... Justin Hamlin and Charlie Pickering has to, have to br- dress up as Marlon and, and... and What's his name? Sean. Sean, Sean who yeah. then dress up as white women. So yeah. you have to... So we'll just put dress, on a wig. Dress as black guys. You have to black up w- and then white, white up women. over the top of that. Yeah. yeah. Charlie's on uh, television. We can't go that far. I can. I've got nothing to lose. I've learned... Probably the only lesson I've learned is <laughs> that 
I know I'm not allowed to black up. <laughs> yeah, like I, like I, like everything else is in a grey area. But yeah, it's pretty established. But, I'm not allowed. And, and, to but no, then just, you have to white up after that, so no one's going to see that layer underneath. They're only going to see the white up. But I'm just curious. But, but then I get offended by that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just curious. How did you learn that Preston. lesson? <laughs> That's uh, in the contract. Jackson Jive. <laughs> you were one of the Jackson Jive. But it was just, it's just so simple. It's like in Australia. Yeah, that's right. My time in the Jackson Jive. <laughs> I did you get a sweet Mc- That was you your audition for the McDonald's voucher <laughs> out of that out of that appearance on yeah, Saturday. Yeah, I did. Though. Um, that was yeah, your I got a McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> I got a McDonald's voucher, a voucher and some free legal advice. Um, but I, uh, what I thought was really funny about that whole Jackson Jive thing was just it happened, and <laughs> yeah. as a nation. Like we, as a nation, we were so ignorant of history and culture yeah. that we just went, "Oh, really? That's not cool." I liked how people. Oh, really, really, that's not a cool thing. Yeah, I liked that people turned on Harry Connick Jr. Like, because he was there going, "What the fuck?" And everyone went, "Oh, bloody classic Yanks all getting bloody, being a bloody stick in the mud." And I, I just love. Some people were, um, I heard on radio the next day. People were going, "Oh, what does what does Harry Connick Jr. know about it all anyway?" I don't know. His dad was a civil rights attorney. In the <laughs> yeah. South. I think he might have known a little bit of that shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What does he What does he know? Telling us about what we do in Australia. He was trying to kill Sigourney Weaver in that movie that time. Copycat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know that's not cool in Australia. Trying to ask yeah. for her undies over the internet. Yeah, <laughs> fucking creep. Yeah, back down, Junior. <laughs> that was hope floats. Oh no, something else that floats. Harry Connick Jr. <laughs> yeah. What? Some poos. What? Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know. If you go back and uh, you know what the best part of that night was, though, was watching. <laughs> so, it's a piece that's floating. the high watermark of my career. Yeah, yeah. So, but what people are listening to this didn't yeah. hear was the fact that I punched the air when yeah. I said it. I punched the air when I said some poos. I. Uh, oh. I didn't know if you wanted someone to keep talking or... The best bit of that was watching Daryl Summers flounder. Like, watching Daryl Summers, like, just... Not watching understand. His, just understand. And watching his world unravel, because at that point, <laughs> Hey Hey It's Saturday was, was back. Was coming back. It yeah. was taken over Wednesday, and it was... You just... Yeah. You could see him going, I don't understand what's going on here, but I have a sense... That I'm not going to be on air for much longer. Yeah. <laughs> Could you have had like Daryl Summers in that moment? Yeah. In a blackface scandal. <laughs> yeah. Could you find a, a better embodiment or a better metaphor just for the the clash of of like a go- a past generation with the modern generation? Yeah. Like it was it was just like you could see the gears grinding of yeah. the history on the yeah. on the present yeah. and it was it was amazing. He was like, No, we're still cool. Anyway, next guest, Rhonda Birchmore and Ricky May. Oh no, he's <laughs> been dead for fifteen years. Reanimate the corpse of Ricky May. <laughs> Bring him back. <laughs> Bring him back <laughs> alongside Ozzy. <laughs> Did it ever do you know what was interesting though? Right up until the the controversy there, because I w- watched the first part of it, and, yeah, and I was I, I had an amazing, overwhelming sense of nostalgia watching it, and I loved it. And I was also watching it, and this is something that everyone focused on the blackface thing, and this might be a little bit fucking TV industry, but that is a complicated TV format. Oh yeah, and if you pitched it today, 
Every network would be too scared yeah, to do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the idea of it's a tonight show with a band that can talk whenever they want. There's a voiceover guy who can talk whenever he wants. Yeah. Words yeah. will come up on the screen without the host seeing them. Yeah. An illustrator can draw a <laughs> yeah. cartoon yeah. Yeah. to satirise whatever is happening going on at the same time. Yeah. An angel well, will come down. Yeah. Fuck, there's a, a, a puppet, a head, a head on the stick yeah. who can say shit there's that a, no one else can say yeah. on the show. Yeah, there's a second puppet that can come in whenever it wants. We've talked about it. We talk about it a Talking lot. Talking fucking ostrich. Yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, that's there's, the side. There's kick. a gay music news dude. Jeez. Yeah. yeah. That you're allowed to refer to as a poof. And it, and it's like but not just loves, allowed to encourage loves, <laughs> loves footy more than anyone else in the country. Yeah, yeah. How's that for challenging your fucking stereotypes? <laughs> He's gay, but he kicks balls. How do you feel yeah, about that? What's going on there? Yeah. And and everything about it, like watching it again, I was going like it was like putting on a comfortable pair of shoes from Yeah. You know, it was it was it was a really Heartwarming and beautiful experience, but the whole time I was watching it, going, no one would have it's balls just a, to make yeah. a show like this anymore. No, it's a show full of speed bumps. Like, how did life. anything yeah. ever get done on that show? Like, oh, they get through three minutes of content and take them an and, hour. And the, and the irony of it all, like the beautiful thing, and and actually what makes it work is Daryl, who believes that his hosting is the most unique part of that show. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he does it all. Like, And the fact that guests will come on and every single person, he'll move them onto their mark and he'll like he'll point on the floor where floor. they have to be standing. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, everything about... Like, he clearly is the executive producer of that show that is control and boss of everything and yeah. it comes through in the way that he hosts it. Yeah. He believes in it. Like, there's yeah. no irony to it. Like, he just believes that Tonight Show is the greatest show that ever happened. But, you know, there but was... then again, if you then go and watch Alan Partridge... Daryl Summers gets a whole lot funnier. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You get a nice little edge to him. You know, uh, one of my favourite moments on Hey Hey it's Saturday was who was the the Ken, who was the car dealer Ken Ken, uh, Ken Morgan Ken Morgan Ken Morgan, Ken Morgan Toyota later Ken Morgan Nissan. Yeah. yeah, the one night. Uh, Very quickly, Ken Morgan uh, in Year Seven Ceramics, uh, we made a pizza. <laughs> Uh, which is one of our projects. We made a Wasn't pizza. Wasn't that meant to be in home ec? <laughs> no, no. Yeah. <laughs> pizza with the letters Ken Morgan on the pizza and went, that's our project this week. And they just sort of gave up. <laughs> I don't know why we did that. I don't know why we did that. You made a ceramic pizza. Yeah, with the words Ken Morgan oh on it. Oh, my God. That is the best. Whoever came up with the Ken Morgan, were you just going, we're going to get a fucking car out of this? Yeah. What, what is a ceramic pizza? That sounds like it's light on the calories. Oh God. The, uh, I'll give it a crack. We put that in a kiln. That was the thing that went in the kiln. Yeah, the right. Yeah, you thought it was a wood fire oven. <laughs> Um, anyway. do you, there was a night when uh, someone actually won uh, Pluck-A-Duck and, and Red and <laughs> Wilbur. Just quickly, isn't dr- that insane that we said all that insane stuff about it and, left and out. we left out the giant duck giving away prizes? <laughs> giving away prizes. <laughs> like you can forget no, about an element like that. He was a, he was a late inclusion. Yeah. Yeah, he was yeah, a Johnny yeah, come okay, yeah. Was he Fonzie jumping the shark? I don't know. He was, he was oh, a, he was yeah. a or was he dude. the blood transfusion the show needed? Like <laughs> yeah. was he the, the new <laughs> element that well, it... Well, the, after Chuck Lotto, yeah. where do you go from there? I don't know. There giant all, duck plucking other ducks. Yeah. <laughs> There was also Russell Gilbert in the audience yelling out as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which the first couple of times you just thought it was some dude from the audience. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, well, you just going, they've got to screen this crowd better. Yeah, the this producer, guy's out of control. The producer thought that at the same time for probably <laughs> half the season. Who is that? He guy? just that's, got a job out of it. That's a guy you booked. No, um, Ken, uh, uh, Red and Wilbur drove out the Ken Morgan car and they drove it out so poorly they scraped the sides of the that. doors yeah. up against the perspex. <laughs> And you actually saw Ken Morgan just going, holy shit, what have you guys done? Yeah. And Red and Wilbur just having for that moment of going, 
Oh well, it's done now. But it was it was it was fucked. Yeah. That whole brand new car was fucked down the side. I, I remember, oh. and he went broke. Like he's not. I don't think he's dealing anymore. He might be doing second hand cars, but I'm pretty sure that's because he was insistent on giving cars away because it would mean he would be on Hey Out Saturday and he wanted to please everyone. So he's on there giving car giving Corollas away every week. That's right. There was some. Um, I don't know if you have you, have you done, you've done seven days, haven't you? Yeah, it's a New Zealand. Um, it's like Good News Week. Yeah. New Zealand's Good News Week. It's hosted by a guy called Jeremy Corbett. Yep. who's one of the best comedians in the world. Like I, I think he's he's, really he's amazing and, yep. and sharp. one of the sharp, one of the nicest guys in the world, and he's absolutely fucking incredible. Um, and he told a story of a game show they had in New, in New Zealand where it the whole show for an hour was a bunch of stunts and challenges that various competitors had to take part in, and it would come up to one final challenge, and they could win a hundred thousand dollars. Right. Um, but the odds of them winning $100,000 was really quite small. So anyway, the first week, it's like just a, you know, it's like pull a fucking ping pong ball out of a bingo machine at the end, have you won? And the guy out of 100 bingo, bingo balls pulls it out, wins $100,000, right? And they go, fuck, at first they're going, fucking great. This is brilliant, great publicity for the show. Someone yeah. wins 100 grand first episode, that is brilliant. The next week, they... Hid the balls at the bottom, like all over the place, um, in an aquarium at the bottom of an aquarium, and people had to swim down yeah. and they had to collect as many as they could. And if they got the winning one, they would uh, they would win the prize. But what happened is they set set it up with all the balls all over the place earlier in the day, and during the day, like a bottom feeding fish moved all the balls into one spot in the middle oh. and they had no time to change it. So when they went to where, it's just a big pile of balls and a guy just went and got all of them <laughs> and won the hundred grand, right? <laughs> and at this point, they were fucked, right? Yeah. The budget for the rest of the season. Like, they thought maybe it'll go off once in the season, right? Yeah, and they've man. done it twice in two episodes. If I was in year seven, I would make a seven days pizza. Yeah. <laughs> this is awesome. And then, oh, this wasn't seven days. This was a show that Corbett had worked on oh, before. Right. Um, I'll withdraw my pizza Probably, in, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, don't, well, don't waste that fucking ceramic. Over, over, <laughs> overruled. Um, anyway, the last week they just had a giant fucking wheel, you know, yeah. like, and they had to spin it and they spun the fucking wheel. And Corbett, who was working on the show, yeah. as a, he was one of the writers and one of the producers who was standing with John Bridges, the other producer oh, yeah, of the show. Yeah. And they were standing backstage with one of the guys from the network. And, uh, and Jeremy goes, um, So what number's the prize under? And the guy goes, 37. And then you hear it go, tick, 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 37. Oh. And, and on air, you heard the network guy from backstage go, oh, fuck. <laughs> and after that, the show died. They did like three episodes of it. Oh, they man. gave like $100,000 every week. Bank and they just themselves. had to stop. They couldn't risk it anymore. Oh, wow. great. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. It was, wow. It, it's it's uh, that's really funny though. It's 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 either one of the great true stories of all time or an amazing story they tell to Aussies visiting to take the piss out. <laughs> either know. way, it's still a great story. Great that's, story. Uh, that's just a just a top hey hey it's Saturday stories. Yeah, yeah, that's right. yeah. Oh yeah, we give away hundred grand every week. Oh, we had a show called Hey Hey It's Every Day, and we did a show every day of the week, and we gave away a billion dollars. Either shit. This uh, that hey hey stuff was making me think you should do a special night of the project where you get a cartoonist in, you have a guy doing captions. I'll be I'll be Dicky Yeah, I'll be Dicky Nate. Cheat, Mister Pickering. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about that rape in Maraba, Mr. Pickering. <laughs> uh, I'm in. Do, do, let's do that. Do that line. Do that as a setup line. Do that. <laughs> Gee, Mr. Pickering, tell me about that rape in Maraba. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> Police are looking for witnesses. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've made television history. Uh, well, guys, that is all the time that we have on the Little Dum Dum Club for this week. Justin Hamilton, Charlie Pickering, thank you very much for joining us. Absolute pleasure. Thank you. Uh, Comedy Festival, you can see Justin Hamilton in the shelf uh, every it, Monday night. Every Monday night. Are there uh, still tickets. season tickets available for the shelf? Uh, up or until, you sold them all? Or? Uh, we finish uh, at the end of Feb. For season tickets, so okay. that's uh, what time does it start? The shelf seven thirty. Seven thirty. So you'll be able to miss the first half hour while you're going to the live Dum Dum Club on Monday nights at the town hall. Yeah, oh, that's a... if that's that's your choice, like yeah. whatever you want to do. <laughs> <laughs> but, a, but the good thing is Sophie's choice. See... A Sophie's choice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You could see both because our show goes for something like three and a half hours. Yes. Yeah. So yes. and also uh, people can hear your podcast. Can you take this photo, please, uh, on iTunes and on your website? Mm-hmm. Check that out, uh, Charlie. You're doing a show. I am doing a show. Um, with Waleed Ali called The World's Problem Solved um, uh, and it's four there's a few less after today obviously yeah done <laughs> tick a box yeah. can, can white guys pretend to be black guys again <laughs> yes they can <laughs> isn't that interesting that I made some really fucking lofty lofty point about how backward Australia was not knowing it wasn't cool to black up in yeah. a podcast where we pretended to be the Wayans brothers yeah. I, w- I, was, I was gagging on the irony <laughs> What, what he said. But our, our show, our show, we're doing four one-off, one-hour shows. Um, they're on like Saturday and Sunday afternoons, and basically each time we'll take a big problem facing the world and we're going to solve it. The last one, we promise to achieve world peace in an hour. Right. We have a solution for world peace. Right. Does it involve the Wayans brothers? Because they'll be in town at that time. They could be involved. You there is should a look at making... There's a theatrical invo- element, yeah. and they could be involved. Yeah. You should look at... But in a way, we're all involved in world peace. <laughs> In a way, we're all a Wayans brother, aren't we? <laughs> uh, guys, if you're listening to this when it's come out, we're in Brisbane right now doing our shows at the Brisbane Powerhouse. I'm on 7 o'clock. Carl, you're after me. What's that? You're 9.30? No, why are you trying to make people late to my show? 8.30. 8.30. By the way, the intro to that was, if you're listening to this, we're dead. We've been taken hostage by the Wayans brothers. Ask the Wayans brothers. Not Keenan Ivory. He doesn't know anything about it. We're going to blast this SD card into space after this so that uh, the Martians can hear yeah. this and be come thoroughly confused. Come and pay respect to our battered corpses at the Brisbane Powerhouse. <laughs> They'll be on our display shows, all week. Our shows are Do you know on. What? If, just, just if you haven't... If, if you're a fan of comedy, clearly you are if you're listening to this. But if you haven't been down to the Powerhouse for the Brisbane Comedy mm. Festival, get down there. It's one yeah. of the great events going yeah. on. I think I'm there. What else, what else yeah, do you yeah. do? Drink Bundy and punch someone? Come yeah. on, oh. get how, on. How do you get that? That's <laughs> Thursday nights. <laughs> Thursday nights. Is that someone's birthday party? Uh, <laughs> we've got our punch shows on uh, until Sunday, and we've also on Saturday, we've got the live Little Dum Dum Club happening at 4pm. Uh, we just confirmed this week a big guest who's never been on the show before. We can't say who it is, but uh, it's someone who's around the festival. Uh, big name. International guest. International guest. It's is an be... international guest that's been here before to the to the country or yes. is it a new yes. one yes yes. Uh, yes like um where from where are they from we who cannot knows? say but who if knows? you look at the brisbane comedy festival guide and have a look at who's there at the same time you may be able to work it out uh we've also got i'm gonna be in adelaide uh straight after that for two weeks and then uh melbourne we're doing our own shows we've got the live little dum-dums in the uh, town hall on monday night uh come see us send us an email little dum-dum club at gmail.com we're on twitter we're on facebook thank you very much for listening and we'll see you next time. See, see you, mates. You, mates.